Welcome into another very special edition of Sportball. I'm your boy Sam. With me, as always, are my two closest confidants, my right hand men, Seth and Kyle. Boys, we are back. How does it feel? Like the Backstreet Boys, we are back. You know, how do you know that you are, in fact, the listener's boy? When you say it's your boy, Sam. I'll tell you why, because we have one listener and it's Matt. Ah, uh, okay, makes sense. I'll see him tomorrow when we go biking together, so I assume. <laughs> that he's your father. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm feeling great. Excited for the season to start, which uh, probably it's starting today by the time you're listening to this. Um, with Thursday Night Football, and then we've got a slate of games on Sunday, so. Yeah, they'll be. You guys will be listening to this. We're recording before the game. You'll be listening after. Spoiler, not spoiler. Dallas will have won the first game of the season. I understand why you got to rile me up five minutes in the podcast. Not even. We're like thirty seconds in. And I know you. Said I mean, Dak is mad. back. He's fully back. You're just mad because I said that the Bucks would make it farther than the playoffs last year, and you said the Cardinals would. And the Bucks won the Super Bowl, and the Cardinals. I'm not make mad. The I still owe you. A Put mug. that on my gravestone, baby. I still owe you a mug. <laughs> I won't oh, yeah, forget you do. either. Yeah, so At I'm the most, excited. When you least suspect it is when it's going to show up. Well, I haven't been expecting it at all over the summer, and it never. Yeah, but I keep up, reminding so. you. <laughs> uh, well, we were on a little hiatus of sorts over the summer because everyone needs a break. You know, we work hard on this podcast. And there was really nothing going on sports-wise. Speak for yourself. I don't work hard. Seth doesn't work hard, but everyone else does. We could talk soccer. We could talk baseball. Eat your mokes, though. Push it all to the side. So when I sent the text saying, hey, I think we should take a hiatus for the summer, and you said, yeah, sounds good. What was? (laughs) Don't lie to our listeners. We all had a nice, well-deserved rest, and now we're back. The one time in my life I decided not to argue with someone. How about it? Yeah, that was well, refreshing. And Kyle's wife had a child over the summer, for God's sake. Yeah. So I think it's Kyle, good that we took a break. I'm just, I don't know how I didn't leave with that. Since the listeners have last heard us, Kyle has become a father. Kyle, any oh, words on true. that? Uh, no, sleepless nights. You know, pooping. You or the baby? Both excessively. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> it's a good time, uh, Yes. Though. Her name is Riley. We've, we've both, Seth and I both held her and told her that we're her favorite uncle. And she, and of course, I actually am her favorite uncle, but. Right. That's not what she told me last time. I saw her. <laughs> began teaching how to whittle something Sam can't say. <laughs> I was trying to think of anything I could have taught her, but I had no skills. So I was drawing a blank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we're excited to be back and preview the NFL season with you guys. Um, I'm very excited for this season. It's going to feel like it's a little more normal, hopefully, than last season, even though, as we know, COVID is still among us. But we have seen the NFL vaccination rate honestly be higher than I expected, except for obviously SAS team, <laughs> where apparently no one wants to get vaccinated. I texted Sam today. <clears throat> Was it too much to ask? to just have a quarterback who believes in science. Yeah, who's and, not an anti-vaxxer. And doesn't throw the ball into the defensive line every third play. It's like Kirk, who I've long hated, 
and now our backup, Kellen Mond, who we just drafted, also not vaccinated. It's like, what the hell, people? Well, yeah, he's, coming from, he's, he's coming from, from playing down south, so he definitely isn't about it. To be fair, we don't know for sure if Kellen Mond will indeed throw the ball into the defensive line every three throws. So maybe he just doesn't believe in science, but can actually throw over the defensive line. The point is I want neither of those things. <laughs> One for two is not good enough. <laughs> um, all right. So I want to get right into it. Okay. This is enough banter. Our, what do I, our fans don't come to hear about Kyle's baby or whatever, right? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> We're going to hit every division. Okay. Pick a winner. We're going to pick the wild cards. We're going to pick one of our favorite over-unders for uh, a team that we feel is going to go over or under their win projection strongly. And we're going to pick our MVP and our Super Bowls. So really, what else do you even want from our podcast? I mean, these are all things that you can make fun of us for at the end of the season for being wrong on every single point. And we will be. Although, Kyle, I was thinking about it. I think you picked Washington to win the division last year. And I, I can't remember if it was the beginning of the season or the end, but that was a good pick. I know. And that's the last time I'll compliment you on anything that you, <laughs> that you did. <laughs> All right. We're going to start with the NFC East, speaking of. I'm curious what you guys are going to pick because I really think it's between two teams here, and you can tell me I'm wrong. I really think it's between the Cowboys and the Washington football team, the aforementioned. And I don't see the Giants competing, and I don't see – I can't even think of the other teams, so they must be terrible. It's the Eagles. Eagles. Thank you. <laughs> I, can, I don't yeah, see I mean, them competing for the for the division title either. So I'm curious which of those two teams you guys believe in. I think that's a pretty cold take. I think consensus is it's one of those two teams. Um, <clears throat> I would probably lead lean towards Washington just because what I really believe. Um, I don't really like cheering for the Cowboys and. I think the Cowboys defense is a sieve and Washington is a great defense. And I think with the addition of Ryan Fitzpatrick leading their offense, they'll be at least uh, serviceable on that end of the field. So, yeah, but I think both teams are probably going to be like right around 500. You know, it's interesting before you go, Kyle, I feel like we often think that because of division, is bad the year before it's gonna be bad the year after but historically that hasn't been the case at all um i was reading an article about it and it was like most of the time if you have a 500 below 500 team in the division whatever factors lead to it the team the next year has to be 12 and 4 or 13 and 3 or whatever to win the division because teams just aren't that bad for that long you know and so i wonder if a either the cowboys or the washington football team come out with a better record than we anticipate or B if both of these teams end up making the playoffs which I think no one's really talking about and I think it's a possibility I think it's a very likely possibility uh I do lean for the division though towards the Cowboys mainly because spoiler alert they have who I think will be the MVP this season oh my god are you talking about Amari Pooper Spoiler alert, not Amari Pooper. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I think their defense yeah. is going to be a lot better this year. They were riddled with injuries last year on the defensive end, obviously. 
the horrendous Dak injury. And even through all that, we saw Amari still have a good year. We saw CeeDee Lamb have a phenomenal rookie year that was just completely overshadowed by the year that Justin Jefferson had, of course. And I love CD any more than I do. Um, but I, I, their defense is better. They, you know, they're not injured to start the season. So, you know, a lot of it all depends on how injuries fall, but um, I'm going to lean or, or take Dallas to, to win the NFC East. East? Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised by that. Um, I think that I have some questions, just namely nothing on the talent, really, of the team. I think the defense will be a little better, especially with that rookie linebacker that they uh, drafted whose name escapes me. Kyle, you probably can think of it off the top of your head. Yeah, I was trying to think of it, but it wasn't coming to me either. I can't think of his name. That's right. We'll we'll get back to you. This is how knowledgeable we are about sports, everyone. And I'm just a little, I'm a little worried about a couple of things I wrote down here. Dax health. Number one, Micah I know Parsons, everyone's geez. Micah Parsons. Thank you. Um, now I know everyone said he looks fine. Right. And then he's back to his old self, even despite that other shoulder injury he had in preseason. I just want to see it. Okay. I want to see it. Um, Zeke's, uh, Zeke's effectiveness as a runner has gone down in the last couple of years. Now, a lot of that could have been due to the quarterback injury last year, right? But I still just kind of want to see if he's still efficient as a runner. Um, I think he's also the slimmest he's ever been coming into the right. season. He looks phenomenal. Right. So I'm, I'm interested to see that. He doesn't um, look like he's eating 18 uh, bowls of cereal a day anymore. And then the Martin injury, or not injury, he has COVID, right? I know he's going to be out for the first game at least. Yeah. So we'll see how that progresses. I'm a little nervous about that. But this is certainly a talented team. And like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if we get two playoff teams out of here, even though everyone has been kind of acting like this will be just as bad a division as last year. I'm not sure that's the case. I think the bottom two will be still bad, but I think it's those top two. I expect a good season out of both. I would be surprised, not shocked. (laughs) Oh, well, thanks for clarifying. Yep. (laughs) Um. The other, I would say the other factor in these two teams is the coaching. I think I respect Rivera and I do not have any faith in McCarthy at this stage. Do you, do you agree with that Kyle or, or do you not think it's going to be as much of a factor? Um, no, I mean, I, I, think that the McCarthy that we saw with the Packers has kind of gone away. Um, you know, I don't think he's as run oriented as he used to be. You know, I think obviously having Dak out there, I think we saw that last year that they were much more willing under him to pass the ball. But again, did a lot of that have to do with the the fumble issues that Zeke had um who's to say but no I'm I mean and then Ron Rivera you know Ron is Ron I feel like you know what you're getting with Rivera there's not you know going to be any drastic change to the way 
he's coaching the team this year compared to how he did last year compared to how he did when he was in Carolina. I think I agree with that. I, I see both these teams going 10 or seven or better. That's my bold take. I'm also just really high on Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator. So I think, you know, we saw it over the last two years, how, uh, how smart he could be as a, as, as, as an offensive coordinator. And I think that McCarthy's not afraid to let him be the one that dictate plays more so than him calling plays. Yeah, I agree with that. And here's the real reason these two teams are going to be way better than last year, right? A healthy Dak Prescott and a Fitzpatrick over, over Haskins slash Kyle Allen slash Alex Smith on his last leg says, Heineken. I mean, was that supposed to be a pun? Yeah. Did you like that or no? <laughs> said it so nonchalantly. I, I was trying it out, you know, like you try out a new, new pair of clothes. Uh, so yeah, that's gotta be that quarterback change for both teams has to be with like three or four wins, I would say. So that's why At I'm least. projecting this, this division to be a lot more competitive than it was last year. <laughs> um, shall we move on to the NFC South? Where my boys, the best team in the NFC, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, (laughs) reside. And I will pick them to win again. I think there's a chance that they're even better of a regular season team than they were last year. Not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl again. Just that they've had an offseason, a real offseason, unlike the COVID offseason of last year, to have Tom Brady gel with the offense. You remember how slow the start was last year, right? When they were all getting acclimated. So I think there's a chance they come out guns a blazing and, you know, have one of the best records in the NFL this year, not saying anything about their play, what's going to happen in the playoffs. I just think they're going to be more prepared for the regular season. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's hard to doubt a team that brought back like 98% of their starting offense and defense. Right. So, I mean, if you bring back 22 starters from last year, which is how many you field on a football team, yeah, you're probably going to be yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was like unprecedented for a Super Bowl winning team. And even Tom Brady was saying, <clears throat> excuse me, Tom Brady said before the season a year ago, something about, you know, it's going to take some time to gel with these guys. Like, I'm already looking forward to year two. And, you know, they won the Super Bowl last year, so... I think our expectations should be that they'll be better in the regular season. Yeah. So I, the real question is who's going to finish second in this division. And I have some thoughts, but we'll save that for the wild card. Um, so that's a boring enough division. Here's a really spicy division. I know it's the West. The West of the NFC. <clears throat> now, Obviously, you can make a case for any three, really any four teams. Four Super Bowl, not Super Bowl, four playoff contenders. If you want to make a case for the Cardinals, I could see it. I would make a stronger case for the other three teams, the Niners, the Seattle, and the Rams. But there's no <laughs> there's no slouchers in this division. Um, what do you guys just – just tell me what you think. I mean, I'm in the same boat. It's like – this team is, or this division is definitely going to have at least one wild card team. They might even have two. <laughs> yeah. 
to be honest. So. You almost you almost expect to, and we know something weird is going to happen where it's not going to be like injuries like with the Niners last year, you know, but how are you going to, yeah. I mean, these, these are three of the best, like the Niners Rams in Seattle might be three of the best. I don't know, eight teams in the league, you know, certainly on paper. What about on yeah. plastic? That's seven teams. Probably. Who, uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who I'm going with. I was going right? to say who you're taking to win this. I'm going Rams. You know, I have I a soft spot. For I knew Rams. you would. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, okay, we already have an elite defense in place with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and Co. Right, and just a massive upgrade in my humble opinion at quarterback. Brad Stafford, baby. I've always been a a believer in Matthew Stafford. If he were to get out of the clutches of the Lions, the way he's murdered the Bears over and over again, it leaves me no choice but to believe that. And I think this could be a real Carson Palmer situation. Remember that where he went from the Bengals mired and losing for years and immediately, you know, in the next couple of years to the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. I think we're looking at a very similar situation here where an above average quarterback, you know, goes to finally a team because it's not like Matthew Stafford is Patrick Mahomes. Obviously he can't lift a team, you know, out of mediocrity by himself, but he goes to a contender. I think he can really bring them to the next level. And that's what I expect to happen. I mean, Sean McVay is just going to be giddy. Right. Because we he all know been. he low key hated golf. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he made There's that no perfectly doubt. clear to us. <laughs> I think he already so, is getting. <clears throat> yeah. So, and I was a little nervous when I first heard of the Cam Akers injury, but now they have Sony Michelle, I really just feel like him and Daryl Henderson could patch together a decent run game. So I'm not as worried anymore about that. Do you guys, you guys agree with that? I mean, Cam Akers was just kind of like the cherry on top, but yeah, it's like, if you don't have, you know, a cherry in a, uh, in a banana split, it's still good. It's still great. Well, that's that exactly what we say. Yeah. That's Poetic. exactly what we have in the Rams. <laughs> I, I like mean, them. As we know running backs don't matter at all. Exactly. So. I yeah. like them as best record in the NFL conference title. I like them. I like them a lot this year. Yeah. I think I'm with you on, on the Rams train to, uh, to win the um, conference or their division. I haven't decided on a conference yet, even though we're going to be talking about this shortly. Um, oh, he's so prepared. <laughs> but yeah, I, I got, I'm taking the Rams as well. Um, I'm not, I know you're a little lower, I think, on the Cardinals than me. I just, I can't give up my boys. You know, I can't give up on them. Uh, they added one of my favorite wide receivers to come out of college in the last, I don't know how many years, in Rondell Moore who is going to primarily play from the slot. Um, we don't have to worry about, um, oh, my God, I've already completely forgot. DeAndre Hopkins? No. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Kyler Murray? For 18 years in the NFL. Um, Larry Fitzgerald? Yeah, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald. Why do I always do this, dude? I don't know. How does know. this always happen? I picture his face and his dreads so vividly in my mind and i just can't come up with his name remember when you um, can't remember the name for jimmy butler <laughs> that was probably your worst one it happens you know um <laughs> we're in, you know once a show but yeah. um i'm just super high on rondo and if they're going to continue to run these you know the same style of offense uh where they're not really much of a downfield threat but more of a horizontal threat rondo moore is the perfect candidate to to excel in that position 
Listen, I like the Cardinals too. I like a lot of their players. It's just someone has to lose to these other teams in the division. And I, unfortunately, I think it's going to end up being them because as we know, I think their coach might suck. <laughs> yeah, he might. But like I said, I can't give up on him. He's the hottest coach in the NFL. So <laughs> he's number one in the rankings has been since he joined the league. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's certainly no slouch for a fourth team. But I still think they finished fourth. You know, I make the case injuries. for San Fran. You may. Not Seattle? <clears throat> That's, I didn't say I was picking San Fran. I just asked oh, okay. if I could make the case for them. <laughs> I was going to say, Russell will not like that when he visits <laughs> later tonight. <laughs> so, talked about injuries. San Francisco is the most injured team in the league last year. Um, defense is a strong point for them should be a strong point with Nick Bosa coming back. One of the best defensive ends in the league who is out basically all year in 2020. Um, and then their wide receiver core uh, with Brandon Ayuk having a really strong rookie season last year, expecting him to take a, a step up in his sophomore season, Debo Samuel coming back from injury Um He's one of those dynamic, like, run-after-the-catch kind of players. And then I think in quarterback, <clears throat> you've got the storyline all year of Jimmy G, we expect to be starting the season, but Trey Lance is nipping at his heels, you know, trying to get in. And so I think hopefully that will motivate Garoppolo to, you know, perform to his best and show the NFL, even if not, the 49ers, but show the NFL that he's a competent starting quarterback and deserves to have a job somewhere. Even if, you know, Trey Lance eventually takes over, which could be even next season, not necessarily this year. So, and if not, you know, they throw Lance in there and see what he can do. So, and then obviously Kittle provides a huge offensive boost and he's a little bit injury prone as well, but, you know, healthy to start the year. So, I think their offense and defense, you should expect to have a step up. Um, and I like their chances in this division. I think LA would be the safest bet. And then both Seattle and San Fran uh, are kind of reasonable high upside plays that are you, st- you would definitely expect them to be competing for the division championship and certainly competing for the playoffs. Obviously I can't really be rational about Seattle. Uh, so if you ask my heart who I was picking, I'd be them and Pete Carroll, the offensive. Can't be rational about them either. So <laughs> I will say several things about what you just said. I will be interested to see what happens with the Lance Garoppolo situation. Cause in many ways it mirrors the Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick situation with this same very team a few years back where Alex Smith, very competent starting quarterback, but didn't have the rushing upside that a Shanahan offense needs. Right. And then you saw when Colin Kaepernick was in the game, the upside of their running game just went through the roof because of Kaepernick's ability as a runner. I mean, that's how it is throughout the entire NFL. If you have a quarterback like that. And Lance is an elite runner maybe not as you know good a runner as Kaepernick, but he's a better thrower, most likely. He's, he's got an arm on par with Josh Allen. 
Yeah. So if Lance, if Lance proves himself ready, like there could become a time in the season when Shanahan's just like, okay, if we want to win the Super Bowl, if we want our offense to reach its full efficiency, we got to get Lance in here. I was looking at just some of the plays they ran in the preseason, and I got a little excited. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I think it's it just opens up everything. It's just really interesting to me that they made that trade up so that they could draft Trey Lance, and after the draft, Shanahan made it pretty well known that they weren't even thinking about anyone other than Trey Lance to to start him on the bench. I get it. You still have Garoppolo on contract, but I hate when teams do that. You know, like if you have someone better, even though you're paying them less money because they're a rookie, start them from the start. I mean, we saw it in the preseason, right? What he could do, the way he can open up an offense. I'm just, I'm not sold on Garoppolo. I never really have been. And it's like, why start a quarterback that is going to essentially change that your game plan is going to change a couple games into the season. Once your rookie comes in, just come in with that, with the rookie and have that same game plan going throughout the whole year. Let him get comfortable. I will say that Lance is much more raw than even a normal rookie is. Right. I mean, he, I believe has thrown the least uh, career throws of any quarterback ever to be drafted in the first round because of COVID and he didn't play a full season. So I'm not in practice, obviously. I just wonder if he looks real raw in practice and they're just like, they would think they would probably lose if they started him right now. That's my best guess. If there's just starting Garoppolo because he gets paid more then they're obviously fucking up. I think you also have to consider the human element and especially like the confidence of a rookie quarterback who is raw. Like, if they start Trey Lance and he throws three picks in the first two games, both like each, do you then bench him for Garoppolo? And now it's like all the headlines are, you know, number three pick is benched and he's in his head. Like, is he ready for this? Can he compete at the NFL? You know, I think the, the theory at least is that, all right, let's, let him stand on the sideline, like get the jitters out a little bit, see what the pace of the NFL is like, you know, learn the playbook, figure out how everything works. And then once he's like chomping at the bit, then we'll throw him in there and he'll be, he'll hit the ground running. Now, maybe that's like old school NFL reasoning that doesn't actually statistically bear out most of the time but it's a reasonable idea in my opinion i'm just of the camp that trey lance gives them better chance to win right away than jimmy garoppolo does <laughs> that could be the case can i make we really must move on but can i quickly make the case for seattle because we haven't really talked about them yet i mean there's no <laughs> case to be made who's their coach the thing is though Shane Waldron came in from the Rams as offensive How many times are they going to end up barely winning a one-score game? Again, and I season? would like to hope that Russell Wilson wanted that change and that they are going to lean heavily on him for offensive planning, including Russell Wilson wanted passing out. the ball more. 
Okay, well, Russell Wilson isn't out, so clearly he's at least placated for now. So I expect their offense to be more dynamic than it was in the second half of last season, and I expect their defense to be a bit better than it was at the beginning of last season. I think I'm looking at three teams that are going to be over 11 wins, barring an injury. It just seems like the case to me. But we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Let's go to the one, the only, the NFC North. Kyle, why don't you start off by telling us how the Bears will win the division, and then, Seth, you can tell us how the Vikings will win. See, I'm just not going to do that this year. (laughs) Wow. Is he even a true fan? You know, if if Justin Fields was starting game one, I'd probably make a case. But he's not. And I've lost so much faith in Matt Nagy over the years. Like I, I, I denounced my fandom this off season with the caveat that if the bears must draft Justin Fields and I'm back as a fan, they heard my cries. They drafted Justin Fields. They've reeled me back in after being at the end of their fishing line and they're still not starting them. Uh, you know, there's no way Dalton lasts long. No. No, not a chance, uh, especially – I mean, I'm interested to see how our offensive line plays. Yeah. Not a great outlook right now, but, you know. No, we can't block. Still going to keep hope. Um, I think however, we're looking at a 7-10, at a 8-9 year for our boys. See, it depends on how early Fields comes in. If he comes right. in in, like, the first three games, then I think – we have the chance to be like a one win above 500 team. And it depends on how ready he is right away. But I will say, you know how we always say that first round quarterbacks, you know, are 50, 50, like 50% of them are busts, even if you're being generous. I don't know if just because one of them is on my team this year or what, but I really am predicting a successful NFL career at worst for all five of these quarterbacks. Yeah. Because it seems like they all landed in a great place for them. Right. But maybe that's just being too optimistic. I don't know. I keep hearing everyone say that and I just don't believe it. It's it's not true, right? It can't be true. It can't be. It never is. I mean, it can be. This could be the year. <clears throat> it could be the year. But it would be going against what we've seen in history. I mean, but I can't <clears throat> I can't tell you which one's going to be a bust or which three of them. So the hard part is they've all looked pretty good in preseason, which always throws us off. And also they've all just been kind of like, if you heard what people said about them coming out of college, they all are that so far, you know what I'm saying? Like their strengths and their weaknesses. So I haven't really seen anything like, Whoa, wasn't expecting them to like be bad at that. Don't we think that all the first round quarterbacks last year have hit already after one season? You got to remind me of all of them. I think it's only three. It's just, it's well, Robert, we, two, and Burrow, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, certainly. Two is a question mark. Is yeah. he, though? I mean, I feel like he. I've always of, liked Tua, so I hope he makes it. I still have hope, um, but you couldn't say he's definitely going to have a successful NBA, NFL career or NBA, really, after that first season. Right. So it remains to be seen. And we also haven't seen Burrow since the catastrophic injury he had, which obviously wouldn't 
be his fault if that leads him to not have a successful NFL career. But I mean, it's really a possibility. So yeah, it's gonna be very said, interesting. <laughs> Give I, me the Vikings. <laughs> I I hate the coach of that team up north, but since Rodgers is back, I will take them to win. It really does just feel like they're back for in the game back for one more year and they're just gonna be good again. And then that's Rogers is just gonna be on such a war path after yeah. demanding to be out of there all off season. Almost threatening to go host Jeopardy instead of playing (laughs) football. And now he's back with his best friend, Devontae Adams. Devontae's going to set some crazy – he's going to put up some crazy numbers this year. (laughs) They just get better together every year. Someone should think about stacking them in fantasy. (laughs) Thank you. I did. Yeah, I mean, here's the case for the Vikings. Week two. They're unvaccinated. Week two. Kirk they Cousins. give COVID to every team they play. No one else can play. <laughs> Week two. Kirk Cousins, test positive. Kellen Mond, test positive. <laughs> so the Vikings say, all right, they're out. We need to sign a quarterback. Let's go for the opposite of Kirk Cousins. Don't you dare tell they me to sign Watson. Colin Kaepernick off the street. Wow. And I think Minnesota will go for that. Start the him the rest state. of the season, and uh, just lock Kirk Cousins in a closet somewhere, and um, that would be our only chance. But realistically, excuse me, I, I'm I'm with Kyle. I think the Packers are really the only choice in this division. I think the Vikings will be an improvement from last year. They've totally revamped their defense. They've got some guys healthy again, like Daniel Hunter, some some promising draft picks, and Chris uh, Herndon. And we got Kyle's boy, a tight end, Chris Herndon, who sadly is filling in for the injured Irv Smith Jr. So I think we'll be better, but I don't see us being significantly above 500 with, with the quarterbacks that we have. Um, I don't know if I've made my opinion of Kirk Cousins clear over the years. I don't think so. No. Just for the record, not a fan. <laughs> all right. So we're all picking Packers. That's boring. Uh, here we go. The wild cards. I'll give you mine first. Okay. I have the aforementioned 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks as my first two in. And the third one was tough. I thought about the Cowboys because I said, I think there might be a good chance that two teams make it from that division. I'm going to go the Falcons of Atlanta, which I mentioned before the pod that may come up because this team was four and 12 last year. Okay. I have some stats for you. You ready for this? I looked up statistics. Ever heard of them? All right. So they had a minus 18 point differential last year over 16 games. So that's basically like a point a game, right? Over all the years that we've kept that stat, those teams averaged seven and a half wins, and one of them won the Super Bowl, which was the Giants. Okay, that year that they beat the Patriots. They were one and eight in games decided by seven points or fewer. One and eight. And we know that that's mostly luck and maybe a bit of coaching. And guess what? They got a new coach. So that should be fixed. Arthur Smith, our boy. Fucking love Arthur. 
is now the coach of the team. And I believe in Arthur. Okay. Ever since he was a little aardvark, I've believed in him. They lost Julio Jones. Who gives a fuck? Okay. Julio who? He's passed. Did they ever find him? No, he's gone. And they got pits of Kyle Variety, who is probably the best tight end ever in the history of the league. And I haven't even <laughs> seen him play a game. And now you might see yourself, Sam, their defense was terrible last year. Wrong. Okay. The defense was 15th in DVOA. That's fine. And they can take a step up this year. They brought back some old grizzled guy from retirement. He just worked for the Patriots. He'll whip him into shape. This is a playoff team. I'm not worried about the Saints. Jameis is ass. I was just trying to get a rise out of Kyle. You wash your mouth. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I think the Falcons have a good chance. I think they'll obviously at least be a big improvement over last year's 4-12 and 12 year with those stats I just gave that were mostly luck. Um, whether or not they make the playoffs remains to be seen, but I like them to sneak in there. Questions? Kyle? Uh, no questions. No, I'm uh, Kyle Pitts. Stan obviously is the one of the best tight end prospects we've ever seen come out of college um, and put up insane numbers at Florida of all places. Um, so I like it. I like the pick. Thank you. Um, I think uh, I'm going to roll with this is under the assumption that Trey Lance sees the, the field within the first four games. I'm going to take the 49ers and Washington. Would you like a third team? And who else? Oh, shit. And, and a third team. You're right. Just uh, because Sam chose the Falcons, I, I'm going to take the Saints because he shit on Jameis. Okay, make the case for me, though, because I see a team that that <laughs> is going to play in Jacksonville for their first couple games and has a quarterback who threw 30 interceptions last time he played. And, and the, last, their best... the last time he started. Right. And the best wide receiver, one of the best in the league, and their best. He's, out for he's for six past weeks. the AJ Pex. So, I mean, even if he comes back, he's still going to be, you know, he's going to be the typical, you know. Uh, he's Swain Julio Thomas, Jones. Essentially, at this point, yeah. But, um, no, I mean, I probably have more faith in Marquez Callaway than a lot of people do. Definitely have a lot more faith in Jameis Winston. We haven't seen him start a full season with LASIK surgery where he could see. That's actually a fair point. <laughs> they just cut Latavius Murray the other day. So this means Alvin Kamara isn't going to be coming out on these short yardage situations or these random goal line situations that he did for whatever reason the last couple of years. Anytime that you can have Alvin Kamara on the field more, you're going to be a better team. <laughs> so, and for those reasons. you know, I will say there's, there's the counterpoint that Drew Brees was holding them back last year because Drew Brees was his, definitely holding them back last year because of he his couldn't throw farther than 10 yards. Linguini arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, just tell us who your third team is. Sure. So I think those are both reasonable picks. I'll make another one. That's a different team just for kicks. That's the Carolina Panthers. I like that a lot. 
another one of those squads that is has a change of quarterback. We were just talking about young quarterbacks. Are they a bust? And, you know, they're acquiring Sam Darnold from the Jets, who could maybe be considered a bust, but change the scenery. Um, getting out from the dysfunctional Jets organization where everyone looks bad. Um, they're going to have a, a healthy Christian McCaffrey, um, who I don't think is injury prone. I think just got unlucky last season. Uh, same argument that Kyle was talking about with Alvin Kamara, like having a running back like that, one of the few running backs who matter because they're so active in the passing game. Um, I like, I like their wide receivers. Um, and, and Robbie Anderson and of course Terrace Marshall Jr., who Terrace is, is one of those players that zone. I've barely heard of, but Kyle likes him. So he's our dynasty team. He's baby. also reunited with his college coach, the same coach that or offensive coordinator that set records the one season that he was an offensive coordinator in college. <laughs> For the sure. new Jerry Rice, you might say. So yeah. I think it's interesting that we uh, all picked for our third team, a team from the NFC South. Because that's just, doesn't that seem like the one that's most up in the air after you get to the winner? Yeah. Yeah. I like that pick too, Seth. And I assume you have Niners and Seattle as the other two. Yeah. Unless Seattle were to win the division, but yeah. It's hard not to pick two of the teams out of the West. All right, let's move on to the AFC. And I want to start out with the East. And it's very interesting, isn't it? Because for years, this has been the Patriots division. And now we, th- we see Buffalo as the elite team, or at least I do. I'm curious as what do you guys think about if any other wild card comes out of this division, but that'll be later. Um, I'm going to pick Buffalo. I think they, I expect them to be even more elite, if anything, this year. Um, year two of Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs with the full offseason. They're going to tear through the fucking league. Um, Brian Dable, their offensive coordinator, somehow wasn't a head coach this last time around. Yeah. And is still there. So Outrageous. I think their defense can be mediocre and their run game can be mediocre and they still win the majority of their games. I see them as a great bet for, for best record in the league as well. So I'm pretty high on this team. Yeah, there's not much more to be said. I do think that they have a, a wild card team in the division and that is – None other than the Miami Dolphins. Easy. That's a spoiler. I said it. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I'm but. taking the Bills for the same exact reason. Plus, yeah. they added a, um, you know, a veteran in Emmanuel Sanders to, you know. Yeah, they really, they really needed that second solid second wide receiver. Nothing. Flashy, I mean, I, but... I'm a big fan of Gabriel Davis, but he's, I think, uh, a lot more of. You know, a downfield threat than yeah. than what Emmanuel Sanders provides in that underneath position, Agreed. especially since you don't know what the hell's going to happen with anti backs or Cole Beasley. Oh, God. The scourge <laughs> of the earth. <laughs> Seth, do you agree about the Bills? Yeah, I mean, I think you could reasonably pick them to have the best record in the league. So, so then you think they're part of the division. Uh, let's yeah. move on to a much more interesting division, in my humble opinion the AFC North. Now, I think in my opinion, there are three teams that you could say are going to win this division, the Browns, the Steelers, and the Ravens. I'm curious to see what you guys think. 
And which one of those three teams that you see winning the division? Seth, why did you go first? Yeah, I'm going to take the Browns here for sure. I think they're one of those teams that you've really seen uh, take positive strides forward each of the last couple of years. Um, I think Baker is continuing to, you know, improve. Um, even though Odell is another one of those wide receivers who seems to be on the uh, on the down the downturn of his career. Um, I think they have this guy Donovan Peoples Jones. I mean, he's three players in one. And I really like their coach, former Vikings coach. So, um, yeah, I think based on what we saw last year, they're really on the up and up. And I think they'll have the division lead by several games. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if we on this podcast talk about the Browns defense as much as we should, but the way we talk about the Rams defense is the way we should talk about the Browns defense. I mean, Miles Garrett is outrageous. They got Jadavian Clowney, Denzel Ward, spectacular. Uh, if John Johnson the third, our boy, that can is our boy, reclaim you know what he had in L.A. What was that two years ago? Even if he's you know just slightly below that, still a good um, safety to have out there. And then they have a man named Taki Taki. I mean, what more <laughs> do I need to say? John Jackson the third. He's almost like one person. It's like, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then besides um, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, I think, is probably the best pure runner in the NFL. 100%. And unlike the, the Titans, they have a pass catcher back as well to mix it up. Right. Right. You can't, you can't sleep on Kareem Hunt, obviously. And, you know, I think Odell's been just – I'm sure a lot of people will say he's – injury prone and probably with you know understandable but I want to see you know if he could stay healthy I don't think that he's lost what we thought Odell Beckham was or can be I mean he's still pretty young right he's younger than your Julio Joneses and your right. Michael Thomases um, Much it's just a question of health and the thing with them is they don't really need him. Obviously we saw last year. I mean, you obviously want a receiver of that caliber, but you know, it's not like with the giants where they had no one behind them. They still have Jarvis Landry. who's a great possession receiver. Right. They have Don people's Jones up and coming. Like they have Shard Higgins too, who right. really stepped up last year. So yeah, I just, I don't know. I think, I think there's another case to be made really for another team in the North. I can't believe Ravens we all agree. Just- so vehemently on this the ravens are just you know too too barren at receiver uh their star running back went down another backup running back got injured and it's like i I don't have faith in marquise to you know be a reliable receiver yeah mark andrews injury you know, a ridden to the, the few years he's been in the league. So, yeah. And then, and then the Steelers, it's like, I, what the hell are you going to get out of Ben? Who the he hell does look svelte this year. 
Much like Zeke. Him and Zeke have been working out together on the offseason. He's also 16 years older than Zeke. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you for sure. I am a big believer in the Browns. I know they're kind of the hype team of this of this season, but I think they deserve to be. They're just the most complete team in this division, hands down. You know, Baker Mayfield only has to be average to even make this team elite. And I think the Ravens will still be decent. Like, they'll be good in the regular season. I see the Ravens as like the James Harden Rockets of the NBA, like because their style of play, they're going to win a lot of regular season games and we'll just see if it translates to the playoffs. Um, but I just think the Browns are a better team. So that we all agree on that one, surprisingly enough. Let's move on to the AFC South, which is just a big, well, that's what this division is, is blech. I, uh, I'm going to take the Titans because I mean, really it's between the Titans and Colts, I would say reasonably speaking. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a big believer in Carson Wentz. Um, you know, if he does, if he does, I want to say regurgitate, but that's not the right word. If he does regurgitate his old form under Frank Reich, <laughs> then, you know, they'll be decent, but I, I don't see him being the lead player that he captured for a few games, you know, early on in his career. So I think they're going to be a mediocre team. I do love Frank Reich and I love a few players on that team, but I, I'll still put the Titans. Jonathan to, Taylor to still have, you know, one of the best defensive players on their team in the entire league. Uh, you got Michael Pittman, who I am super bullish on and have been um, since coming out of USC. And now, uh, you know, he's kind of the, the, the alpha wide receiver to start the season with the injuries that they got. But uh, T.Y. being past that age too, right? Right. He's way past the, the age apex, as they say. Uh Michael Pittman showed a lot last season, I thought, as a rookie. Um, And then finally, knock on wood, he stays healthy because he is now my boy, Paris Campbell, running from the slot. This is the year. This is the year. (laughs) Seth, what do you think? Do you so you think the Colts are going to win the division then, Kyle? No, no, it's the Titans. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) No, yeah, I got the Titans to win it, but. I'm not completely writing off the Colts by yeah. any means. I'm a big fan of a lot of their components. Me too. A lot of it does ride on Carson Wentz, though. That's that's what I can't – I stop myself short of that. Exactly. What do you think, Seth? Yeah, I'm perfectly fine writing off the Colts. I think it's been a bit of a dysfunctional offseason off for them. Don't really believe in Carson. I don't know. I guess I'm not as high on some of those – random skill players like Paris Campbell as y'all are, but Kyle also has like 20 random skill players every year that he's super high on. And then can you imagine if they don't how... do anything? He never says anything, but if they have some good games, then it's like, Oh, Paris Campbell, my boy. Now can you um, imagine how exhausting it would be to go on a dynasty team with someone like that? <laughs> <laughs> Paris has been waiting. He's been Nipping at the oh, he's on our to, team. You better to, believe he's on our team <laughs> to get on the, our starting <laughs> roster. This is the year where we actually start him a couple games at least. <laughs> yeah, I think Seth, going off of what you said, you know how I said like uh, the worst division in the NFL never repeats year after year. This is it. I think this is going to be the new worst division in the NFL this year. I see mm-hmm. the winner being five hundred around there, nine and eight or so. And obviously you have the Jaguars and Texans being absolute dumpster fires, in my opinion. So I believe in the Titans more than that. I do too. I mean, someone sniffed this. I know we just, uh, we just shit on Julio Jones because of his age, but 
that's a major step up in the wide receiver two category for Tennessee. He's a great two. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's probably, he's, yeah, the best wide receiver two that they've had in God knows how long. The, the thing with the Titans, though, is like we've talked about a couple teams where they were defensively poor last year, like the Falcons and the Cowboys who made upgrades. What did the Titans do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I expect that secondary to still be pretty porous. They took a gamble on that. Uh, oh, that one was he a cornerback in the draft. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about, but I mean, it's not some of the pedigree that I don't think we expect to really turn the defense around, you know. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the AFC West real quick. We can hit this. I'm assuming we're all picking the Chiefs. Yeah. But there are some interesting teams that I feel are wild card contenders in this division. So we'll get to that next. But you know, I'm picking the Chiefs, but I do think their defensive competition or their division competition has gotten a little a little more spicy this year than it has been in years past. Um, but I still expect them I, to, to easily I, win. Can I interrupt you and just say that the Tennessee Titans starting cornerback's name is Jack Rabbit Jenkins. Yes, he literally he officially, he, changed it. He officially changed his name. Yeah, I just heard about that on podcast. Um, but I think, yeah, a couple other teams in this division, you know, Denver got stability, stability at quarterback with Teddy Two Gloves, and the Chargers got stability at their head coach, right, with Brandon Staley. We think he was going to be good for them. So Hi, I expect those Staley. both teams – I actually expect both those teams to be over 500 and there to be a little more competition in the division, but I still think that the chiefs skate by with the division win here. What do we think? The chiefs lose two games this year. Well, Patty Patrick Mahomes, the first of his name said that the one thing he has left to do is go 16 and 0. And I'm not sure he's aware that it has to be 17 and 0 now. So he'll (laughs) never do that. (laughs) Well, he might go 16 and 0 and just sit the last game. Yeah, there you go. It's like, I did it. I called it. Sixteen on one, perhaps. Get to throw a tie in there. Yeah. Good kicks. Yeah. So I think that uh, I think they're going to be actually more aggressive in the regular season than they were last year because I think they really they do want. I think he wants that. Well, we'll see if the coach lets him. You know, but yeah, I don't see them losing. And he's the type of guy that would be like, "You want it? Go do it." Yeah, I think so too. Be honest. So let's go to the wild cards because it's more exciting. I had a real, real trouble with this more than I did with the NFC. So I'll let you, I want to see where you guys go first. Maybe you can sway me. Although I assume neither of you have prepared your wild card. So I'm not really sure right, if I should go, go to you first. <laughs> I'll go first. I'm picking them right now off the top of okay. my head. Great. <clears throat> Going to the division that we just talked about. I think the Chargers have a good chance at, uh, at making a wild card again. We've talked about, uh, young players in their second year. I think Herbert uh, is going to be taking an even step further after an incredible rookie season. Austin Eckler, fully healthy. Actually, Another one of those pass-catching running backs. DNP today. <laughs> mm. I, oh, I actually I think I saw a tweet about that. Yeah. So, But we'll see. For, the, for the season, he should be healthy. I just don't know what's going on right now. Yeah, one would think. Um. Yeah, and then the coaching change that we talked about. So I like the Chargers in that division. Um, and then I also think uh, I think that the AFC North will be another division um, that has three playoffs teams, actually. So we talked about the Browns. And then 
I think the other two teams that we talked about, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, as potentially having a chance to win the division. I see those both as playoff teams. Sam, you talked about Lamar and the James Harden comparison that they'll do well in the regular season. I mean, they've proven that the last couple of years. And then obviously Pittsburgh started 11 and 0 last year. I don't expect that to happen again, but I do think Big Ben has one more mediocre year left in him. And I think Mike Tomlin just doesn't coach teams that are below 500. So, I mean, this this Ben's running cast is still pretty darn good, you know. So, yeah. could he have a Drew Brees like season? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So, I think they could get to ten and seven. Ah, uh, what do you got? I also have the Chargers. Uh, hang my cap on that. Uh, I will go with the Ravens as well. Uh, I can see the Steelers, but I- I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I'm just I'm very high on the the um uh what's the word I'm looking for who the hell knows um the culture that that Miami has now uh, over the last was that the last season um that they've kind of built I I think we see Tua take a step up he finally has granted Fuller's out a couple games um but he's finally has like adequate NFL receivers. I'm excited to see what Jalen Waddle can do. Um, but also I think they, they have one of those teams that have, um, you know, a, a sleeper defense. Um, I, I don't know if we talk about their defense enough, but I feel like there was numerous times last year where their defense just completely tore up games. And it's like, if they can be more consistent and maybe they don't need to have those same type of, you know, games where there's two pick sixes or something like that, but just a consistently good defense, which I think they could definitely do. I like the Dolphins to make the playoffs. Yeah. And put the rest of the, I don't know if Tua is a good quarterback. Now I am kind of confused. I don't know if you saw, they named all of their captains and they left Tua off the captain's list. Ooh, I don't it's like an that. interesting play. I do not and all like the that. talks about trading for Deshaun Watson. I don't know. Right. Is they haven't a, shown any faith. They didn't come out and like deny that right away. Or is this, like is this a play to put a, you know, a fire under to his ass? Maybe. And I don't think people are talking about that, but I don't know. I just don't seem like the team likes Tua. my concern with Miami is that. And also, like you said, they forced a ton of turnovers on defense last year, which, as you know, isn't sustainable. Now, they have a lot of talent on that end and are still probably going to be a very good defense. Um, but like you said, we wonder if they can turn those games with pick sixes again like they, they did last year, you know? Um, I, have a, uh, <laughs> I have a friend that works for the Dolphins, a mutual friend through our none other sometimes loyal listener, Nick Merlina, mm. um, who went in for his interview – uh, just one-on-one interview with Dolphins coach brought in an entire binder. Uh, this is, this is after they drafted Tua an entire binder and laid out why he thought that was a terrible pick and why they should have picked Justin Herbert and immediately got the job. So <laughs> see, wow. I'm telling you, dude, they don't like him. You know, that's an I don't insider know. information. That's not really information, but insider story. 
I really considered them heavily for one of these wild card spots. They just make me a bit squeamish. I think the Chargers are a good pick too. The one thing I worry about the Chargers is like they don't have a home field. Like their stadium is there's never any of their fans there. That's got to mean something, right? I feel like we might see that change though. With I think Herbert? that yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't think either of those are bad picks. I consider the Patriots too. I'm kind of surprised none of us picked them, but I just when you spend Mad that much money, nipples, <laughs> Jones, not a chance. When you spend that much money in free agency, it always worries me. Uh, their defense is All definitely that money be way on better. two tight ends too. Right. How dare they? I mean, you know they love tight ends, but, and their defense should be way better because they had a lot of opt outs last year. But again, Stefan Gilmore, it seems like, is out for the first six games anyway. So I don't know. They make me squeamish as well. I'm going to go <clears throat> Ravens and Steelers, as you did, Seth. And then for my third team, I'm going to Denver Broncos, and I'll tell you why, okay? The Broncos were up there with the, the Steelers for me. It was – I'm not surprised. I won't be surprised if they make it. I believe the change in QB from Drew Locke, who is maybe the worst quarterback in the league. But the most <laughs> confident quarterback in the NFL at the same time. <laughs> the worst quarterback in the league, him or Carson Wentz probably, to Teddy Two. How dare you? who is at least average, okay? He's an above average. Yeah, that's got to be worth a few wins. And Do you think Teddy Two Gloves is above average quarterback? Yes. Name that means... 15 players that he's better than right now. No, don't do that. We're players? <laughs> okay, doesn't matter. Let's, let's continue from one of Kyle's hot takes that we have no comeback to. Uh, they led the league in turnovers last year. And, it's, and interceptions, okay? And now, as we know, they had a negative 16 turnover margin, which is kind of hard to do. And as you know, turnovers are mostly luck, but I think they were also mostly luck last season. You get it? <laughs> Nobody yeah. said anything. Thank you. So, obviously, they're not going to turn the ball over that much this year. I mean, Teddy, if anything, is a safe quarterback. And I think that alone just changes their tide, and they're at least a nine and eight, ten and seven team. So put them in the wild card. I counted, and there's at least twelve starting quarterbacks I would take Teddy over. So yeah, I'll I'll, I'll revert to saying he's at least average. I think that's fair. Um, all right, let's go over our favorite over under pick for the for the year. I'll go first. Obviously, the Falcons over seven and a half. You know, I love took because... the words out of my mouth. Because I just picked them to make the wild card. But I already said that, so I'm going to give you another one. Give me the New York Giants under seven, and I'll tell you why, okay? This team sucks. Their offensive line sucks. All their receivers are injured, okay? Gettleman sucks. Saquon Barkley is injured. Their coach is all right. Seems pretty good. Seems nice. Overall, they suck, though. Lock it in. You could probably Sam, lock both New York teams in under, honestly. Question for you, Sam. Talk to me. Teddy Two Gloves or Baker Mayfield? In bed or on the field? In bed. I prefer everyone to be gloved in bed at all times, so I'll take Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> on the field? Yeah. I think Baker maybe will be more frustrating to watch, but it has a higher upside. Okay, then you definitely don't think that they're basically a wash. I don't really care. You about definitely it. don't think Teddy's an above average quarterback. Then you just, I didn't say he was above average. I said he was average. Kyle said he was above average. Yeah, I thought you agreed with them. Roll no, back the I tape. S- I said that was a hot take from Kyle that we don't agree with. 
Oh, okay. All right, never mind then. Cut that out, Kyle. Makes me do all this <laughs> research. Too much work for me. Uh, all right, what do you guys think for your over/under pick that you like? Mine is the aforementioned Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I believe their over/under is right at five hundred, so it's over/under eight and a half. So, if they make the over, that just means they go nine and eight. And like I said. I don't think Mike Tomlin could ever let a team go under 500. So I feel very confident in that pick. That's a good one. Kyle, you want to go Falcons? Uh, Well, since you already chose the Falcons, I'm going to choose another team to go over with. um, And I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers over seven and a half. Nice, Nice. For all the reasons that Seth eloquently laid out earlier that I agreed with. Oh, thanks. Could be a sneaky good division, that one, huh? I mean, yeah. we all chose a different team from that division to make the wild card, so. And all of us will be wrong, and they're all the ass. <laughs> Probably. Uh, MVP, let's quickly go over it. I mean, Are we doing unders as well? No, I, I just meant. choose one over, one under. I could understand why you thought that, but I really just meant one one that you like, either, either over Got or it. under. Okay. But if well, you want to give me an under, go ahead. No, 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 it's okay. I'm going to say okay. Panthers. Uh, MVP, I mean, if I were just saying who I think the MVP will be, it would be Mahomes, but I think the best value, if you're going odds-wise, is Josh Allen at 12-1. to 1. If I believe that the Bills have a chance to be the best record in the NFL, which I do. Then why wouldn't you, I, bet, why wouldn't you take their over 11 wins? Uh, because I just wanted to shun the Giants a little bit. I but if if I think the Bills are going to be one of the best teams in the league, I might as well pick their quarterback at twelve to one. That's outrageous odds. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's fair. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Dak. Obviously, seventeen to one. Jeez, That's a good one too. You know? uh, as long as he's fully healthy, uh, a CD an ex- another year under his belt. Um, you know, I expect them to win the division. As I mentioned, if they win the division, it's essentially going to be because of Dak. So he's also right. probably the number one comeback player of the year. Got to be. I don't know. I don't see those odds anywhere. Unless but... they just give it to Matthew Stafford for being out of winning team for once in his life. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, that Allen or Mahomes is the smart pick. Uh if you're looking at a dark horse, I don't know what the odds are for this. Kyle, but got it. just throw it out there, Matthew Stafford. I thought about that too. If the Rams 13 are to one. Oh. Oh, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's passing yards. Oh, okay. okay. I was gonna say he has the same odds as Josh Allen. <laughs> that was passing um, odds. Sorry, I have it right here. Where did but go? we both think the Rams could be, you know, one of the best teams in the league. So if they end up 13 and four, 14 and three. And Stafford, you know, is leading the league in passing yards and looks like what we always dreamed he could be. Like, I can see that yeah. happening. He's the same odds as Dak, 17 and one. Okay. It's a bit juicy. Yeah. You might as so well, guys, my... if you're betting at home, just bet all four of those quarterbacks, honestly. And you're guaranteed to win at least one. Yeah. Unless it's someone else, obviously. Right. Could be. <laughs> like, we didn't mention Aaron Rodgers at 10 to one, defending MVP. Or Russell Wilson, who's never gotten to vote. Right <laughs> yeah. Early. I mean, you know we're going to be talking Didn't about Didn't he get his December. first vote last year? Or no? no. Did he? 
No. no he got the vote was. for MVP of the bedroom, though, by me. <laughs> he wasn't wearing enough gloves for me. Uh, Super Bowl picks. Now, I know I say this every year, and I'm going to say it again. Give me the Rams and the Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> you do say that every year. And I'll take the Chiefs. Thank you. One of these years, it's got to be right. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to watch that though? Come on now. I say that every year too, and it's always right. All right, what do you guys say? The Rams and the Bills. I like that. That would be my secondary pick. Of course it would. I only didn't choose the Chiefs because you chose them. I'm also interested to see what happens. Sands, Sammy Watkins, and Nicole in a full-time role. I mean, I don't think it makes them any worse by any means, but. Yeah. I think both of those are reasonable picks. Um, if I were to go with a Super Bowl pick. The Vikings. And only teams that you haven't mentioned. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. I don't have to do that, but it just makes it more fun for the listeners. I mean, uh, the listeners have that much fun. Pick the Chiefs again. Most right. of our listeners have tuned out by now. <laughs> by most, I mean two out of the three. Um <laughs> 49ers, mm. Browns. Lock yeah. it in. Browns are a good call. I honestly think those five teams that we mentioned, I don't see another team in the Super Bowl. I can't see it. Could Maybe the Packers. That would be it, though. Or Seattle. Yeah. No, that's Or Minnesota. Maybe the Vikings. <laughs> yeah, only if they kill their first two quarterbacks. We can only right. hope. Well, that has been just a thrilling, scintillating episode back. Do you guys feel back in the groove? Are you ready for this upcoming NFL, NBA barrage we're about to get? Can't wait. so fast. It is happening really fast. Anything, any last parting words you'd like to give the listeners? No. Seth, no. None. Kyle, no. No, none for me. God, he's changed since he's become a father, hasn't he? You know, he, <laughs> I must share with the listeners that maybe three days after Jameis Winston was named the starter for the Saints, Kyle texted us and said, Jameis is the starter? Which he would have texted us. He would have gotten a tweet about it like an hour before the news broke back in the day. But yeah, my sources are lacking these days. This is for sure. <laughs> what are you going to do, though? You know, Jameis might surprise us and win MVP this year. Who the hell knows? <laughs> Fuck out, dude. That what are his odds? Cut the podcast before. What that are his point. odds? Hold on, let me let me see. Where where's he's James? probably not even on the board. Then they only go fifty to, like to one, baby. He's got better odds than Joe Burrow. Those are terrible odds. I might bet it if it was like a hundred to one, maybe fifty to one. Are you gonna bet that right least, now? That deserves at least a sprinkle. ten of my hard-earned dollars. <laughs> ten. I would bet like a cent on that. All right, well. You'd still come away with what? Five? Five dollars, I think. Not a bad bet. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, well, yeah, this has been great. We're looking forward to another season of Sport Ball. Shout out our three listeners and shout out Jameis Winston, I suppose. He's out. Basic one.